All right, so we're going to try something new. We're going to get into the book of Lamentations. It's not a popular book that uh, is often read and because it's a book about lamenting. Uh, it's a book about the uh, overthrowing of uh, Jerusalem in 586 BC, uh, which was a very dark moment. And in comparison to today, uh, the missiles that are being shot at Jerusalem over and over and they're trying to overtake it. And we have an administration that uh, doesn't seem to care because they're not going to the defense of Jerusalem. Um, but it seems as though Jerusalem, Jerusalem can take care of themselves. They are an ally of the United States of America, but it doesn't seem as though uh, the leadership in America seems to care right now, at least the leadership that we currently have, uh, which is a, you know, which is a, just a sign or a picture of the sinful nature of man uh, that, you know, when people talk about one world orders and, and all this Illuminati and all these things, the reality is the problem with our world is the natural sin of man. Uh, if the unsaved um, lives for the world and Satan is the prince of this earth, then they're only going to try to control more of this world. It's about power. It's about money. It's about the filling, uh, fulfilling their desires. That's what it's about. And at certain points in time through history, the flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Lamentations, we see that God brings judgment. You know, at some point in time, God in the you know beginning of the book of the the Bible used individuals as a representation. Again, Noah, uh, Lot, uh, Jeremiah, um, David, and then he moved on uh, to use Jerusalem as a spiritual representation, or Israel as a spiritual representation of God's kingdom and God's people. And then eventually, when Jesus died on the cross and the earthquake happened, it split the tabernacle tabernacle, which was the end of the spiritual representation of Israel moving into the church age. And at some point in time, that ends too. Most people don't talk about that today because we're in that age, uh, but that's the truth. So when we read the book of Lamentations, I want you to just kind of slow down and listen uh, to the words. And I, I'm going to ask you some questions as we read. Again, we're just going to read through the chapter today, and then tomorrow we're going to we're going to go compare scripture to scripture. Um, the background uh, of the five poems, so there's five chapters, um, is lamenting, uh, is the overtaking or overthrowing of Jerusalem and the burning of the temple in 586 BC by the Babylonian army. Babylonians are always getting involved in trying and destruction. It's a picture of Babylon, which is a Babylon is a picture of the world. And at some point, the picture of the apostate church. So um, there's, we're going to look at tomorrow, we're going to look at uh, Edom. Um, we're going to look at uh, uh, 2 Kings 25, uh, 2 Chronicles 36, 11 through 21, uh, and a few parts of Jeremiah, um, just to kind of compare scripture with scripture. Um, but some of the events, there's 10, 10 events that we'll, we'll cover uh, as we go through these five chapters. Today, only chapter one, but um, it starts with the siege in Jerusalem. Uh, then it moves on to the famine in the city. Um, then the flight of the Judean ar army, the burning of the temple, palace, and city, which again is a picture of judgment. Uh, the breaching of the city walls, again, God allowing that to happen. The exile of the people. Um, God sometimes has to forcefully move us, doesn't he? Sometimes when we don't want to move, he has to forcefully move us uh, in order for us to be where he's going to put it, bring us to the promised land, which again, the promised land eventually is the, 
uh, is heaven. That's that's the true promised land. Uh, the true church is the made up of the body of believers. Uh, that's the elect. Uh, anyways, moving on. So then we'll move on to the looting of the temple, uh, the execution of the leaders, um, the vassal status of Judah, and then the collapse of the expected foreign help. So um, we're going to jump right into uh, chapter one and um, and we're just going to read it. So I, I want you, your goal, my goal was to just read it and ask the Lord to give us understanding as we're reading it. And as we find words, we I, I use the Blue Letter Bible app and I go through it and I slowly try to understand the words that I'm reading, which we'll get into tomorrow to get a better understanding of what God's teaching us here. So this starts out the solitary city. So chapter one, let's pray and we'll get right into it. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just pray for your understanding as we read your word. Father, we don't understand what's happening in this world today. As the world's divided, as husbands and wives, uh, that was a representation of the relationship that uh, we are the bride of Christ. Uh, And it seems as though 60% of people get divorced within a few years uh, anymore. Um, The family is is, uh, broken up. Uh, 60-70% of the African-American homes are single parent, single parent homes, and I think it's 40 upwards to 50% in rising for Caucasian homes is the same uh, unfortunate um, statistic. Those two statistics uh, are just a picture of what's happening in our, in our country uh, and across the world. Um, uh, people are replacing you with false religions, uh, false idols, and they continue to seek after something that uh, will give them temporary pleasure here on earth but we know that this is all temporary. The, the money will fade. The, the buildings will rust. Our clothes will get old. Our shoes will get old. All this stuff will go away. But Father, we know that if we keep our trust in you and that we, you continue to lead us through your word, uh, that we have eternal salvation. Our mansions are in heaven. Um, the streets are made of gold. The, the foundations are made of rubies. Father, all the things that we, um, we desire and worship on this earth, we walk on in the next life. Help us to focus on looking up to heaven during the times of trouble and trusting in you. Father, help us to read your word. And and I just pray that my words can speak truth only from you and from the Holy Spirit that you allow us to have uh, that continues to teach us uh, to understand the true word versus the false gospel that's being preached in many churches today, the apostate churches. The world is what it is. It's Babylon. But at some point, the church becomes Babylon. Father, help protect us from that. Help to guide us. Uh, on that narrow path to salvation and everlasting. We love you and thank you. In our Lord's name we pray. Amen. Chapter 1. How doth the city sit solitary that was full of people? How has she become as a widow? She that was great among the nations and princes among the provinces. How has she become tributary? She weepeth sore in the night. And her tents are in her cheeks, or on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has none, none to comfort her. She has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Judah is gone into captivity because of the affliction and because of the great servitude. She dwelleth, dwelleth among the heathen. She finds no rest. All her persecutors overtook her between the straits. 
the ways of Zion do mourn, because none come to the solemn feast, and her gates are desolate, her priests sigh, her virgins are afflicted, and she is in bitterness. Her adversaries are the chief, her enemies prosper, for the Lord hath afflicted her from the multitude of her transgressions. Her children are gone into captivity before the enemy. And from the daughter of Zion, all the beauty has departed. Her princes are become like hearts that have no pasture. And they are all gone without strength before the pursuer. Jerusalem remembered in the days of her affliction and her miseries, all her pleasant things that she had in the days of old when her people fell into the land of, a, of the enemy, and none, none did help her. The adversaries saw her and did mock her on her Sabbaths. Those are Sundays. Jerusalem have grievously sinned. Therefore, she is removed. All the honored, all that honored her despise her because they have seen her nakedness, yea, She sigheth and turneth backwards. What's that sound like? The church being a beautiful representation of God and speaking truth through using God's word. And at some point in time, when another gospel enters into the church, what happens to the people? What happens to the true believers? What happens to, um, how are people actually looking at the church today? Why are they feeling Uh, judged. Verse 9, her filthiness is in her skirts. She remembereth not her last end. Therefore, she came down wonderfully, wonderfully. When you think of wonderfully, do you think of wonderful counselor? Who is that? Who's the comforter? The Holy Spirit, which is a picture of Jesus Christ as well, actually is Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Triune God, right? Which is one. Let's remember that. So I want to read that again. Verse 9, her filthiness is in her skirts. She remembereth not her last, last end. Therefore, she came down wonderfully. She had no comforter. O Lord, Behold my affliction, for the enemy hath magnified himself. That means he is is acting as though he is the one in charge. He is raised up. He wants to take over and be a representation. He wants what God has. Ain't going to get it. We know who wins in the end, but that's what he wants. Verse 10, the adversary has spread out his hand upon her pleasant things, for she hath seen that the heathen entered into her sanctuary whom thou didst command that they should not enter into the congregation. All her people sigh. They seek bread. That bread is the true gospel. Listen to these words. They have given their pleasant things for meat to relieve the soul. See, O Lord, and consider, for I have become vile. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold, and see if there is any that sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. 
From above hath he sent fire into my bones, and it prevaileth against them. He that has spread a net for my feet, and hath turned me back, he hath made me desolate and faint all the day. The yoke of my transgressions is bound by his hand. They are wreathed, wreathed, and come up upon my neck, and hath made my strength to fall. The Lord hath delivered me into their hands, from whom I am not able to rise up. The Lord hath trodden underfoot all my mighty men in the midst of me. He hath called an assembly against me to crush my young men. The Lord hath trodden the virgin, the daughter of Judah, as a winepress. Those are scary words. For these things I I weep, mine eyes, my eye runneth down with water. Because the comforter that should relieve my soul is far from me. My children are desolate because the enemy prevailed. The comforter, the the spirit is no longer there. Something has happened. What has happened? Verse 17, Zion spreadeth forth her hands and there is none to comfort her. The Lord hath commanded concerning Jacob that his adversaries should be round about him. Jerusalem is a menstruous woman among them. The Lord is righteous, for I have rebelled against his commandment. Hear, I pray you, all people, and behold my sorrows. My virgins and my young men are gone into captivity. I called for my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and my my elders gave up the ghost in the city while they sought their meat to relieve their souls. That's the second time that that was actually mentioned, and we'll cover that tomorrow. Verse 20, Behold, O Lord, I am in distress. My bowels are troubled. My heart is turned within me, for I have grievously rebelled. Abroad the sword bereaveth. At home there is as death. They, they have heard that I sigh. There is none to comfort me. All my enemies have heard of my trouble. They are glad that, this is done, that's, that thou hast done it. And thou bringest the day that thou hast called, and they shall be like unto me. Let all their wickedness come before thee, and do unto them as thou hast done unto me for all my transgressions. For my sighs are many, and my heart is faint. All right, so I just pray that you actually listen to that again, open your Bible, highlight some of the passages there, and we will cover some of them. What does the Lord teach you? What does the Holy Spirit teach you in this time? We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. May you be a light in this dark world that we live in.